Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. In the account of the Last Supper that the evangelist John has left us, there is a record of the numerous things that our Lord said to his disciples, how he taught them at this time. In fact, this is unique to the Gospel of John. The other Gospels generally uh, concentrate upon the institution of the Holy Eucharist, the announcement of the betrayal of Judas. But in John, there is an extended treatment of the Last Supper, which begins with the washing of the feet of the disciples. And in the midst of these discourses that our Lord presented, the disciples are asking very various questions. And I remember one that Thomas asked. He said, Lord, how are we to know the way? We do not know where you are going. And Jesus responds in a way that has become classic to most Christians when he said simply to Thomas and the other disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. And it strikes me that this verse from the Gospel of John is the template for all Lenten observances. Following the way of Christ, embracing his truth, and enjoying his life. This past Sunday, we heard, as is traditional for the second Sunday of Lent, the gospel of the transfiguration, when our Lord took three chosen disciples out on, up on Mount Tabor and there revealed his glory as the Son of God. And this transfiguration was not only a kind of coming attraction, if you will, of the resurrection, but it was the revelation of the goal of all Christian discipleship. That is, following Christ so perfectly as to become part of the glory of Christ seen in the transfiguration. This is the goal. And the transfiguration gospel is read this early in Lent as a go to our realization that all of our Lenten preparation is, of course, aimed toward a joyous celebration of Easter, but also aimed at the revelation of where we are to be, what is our goal in eternity. It is, I think, a truism of all faithful people that implanted in every human heart is the desire for God. Now, because of various things, ignorance, the impossibility of hearing the gospel, sinfulness, darkness of mind. That desire for God is obscured, but there is still that desire for something beyond ourselves, a desire for transcendence. And sometimes, unfortunately, we seek it in the most unpleasant and sometimes dangerous ways. And this way to which our Lord calls us can be obscured by sin, by the darkness of mind, by closed ears and eyes and hard hearts. 
But there is only one path to the satisfaction of that hunger and thirst that we have implanted in our human persons. And that is the way that is opened up by Jesus. And in following Jesus, not only listening to him, watching him, determining how life is to be led, there is also a realization that we have to suffer through various things. Our Lord tells us, if you wish to be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me. Because Easter without Good Friday, that resurrection without the cross, would be simply another form of paganism. So we look at that path that our Lord has opened up for us. And in the original Greek text of the Gospel of John, the word for way is hodos. In fact, we get our word exodus from it, meaning the going out. And the way of Christ, the hodos Christu, is both a way out as well as a way in. It is a way out of ignorance and darkness and sin, but it is the way in to that extraordinary gift of truth, of new life, of empowerment of spirit that is ours in Jesus Christ. So we start that way. We started, of course, by embracing the truth of, that Jesus has revealed to us. It is interesting that the Greek word for truth is aletheia, which is really a meaning of unveiling, of recalling, of remembering. And in Jesus Christ, the truth is not a geometric proof. The truth is the unveiling of the glory of God, of his profound love and mercy for the creatures that he has placed on this earth. And that truth, that aletheia, that unveiling, is really an unveiling of a truth that might be hidden, or remembering something that is true that we have forgotten, because so often we wander from that path because we forget who we are, and we forget that voice of Christ. And that aletheia, that truth that uh, Jesus proclaims, is the light for the way. So that light becomes the illumination for the continuance of, of our life and for that pilgrimage to eternal uh, glory. And then he says, I am the life. Now, again, the Greek word, and I don't want to turn this into a lesson for Greek, but the Greek word that is used is zoe, sometimes uh, with the adjective zoeonius, the, uh, the eternal life. And in the Greek language, in, uh, there are really three words indicating some type of life. There's psyche, we get our word psychology from it, uh, which means the, the life uh, of our rational being, a life of our, our, our mental reality, consciousness. And then there's bios, which is, well, we get our word biology from it. Bios is uh, simply mere existence rather than non-existence. But our Lord tells us that he's going to lay down his life in order to take up his life. Now, in English, of course, 
That sounds paradoxical. But in fact, what Jesus says in the Greek is, I'm going to lay down my psyche, my rational, merely human form of life, in order to take up zoe, eternal life. And that is the gift that he wishes to give us. And this gift is given to really quench that human thirst for lasting existence. But we come to realize that this can be fulfilled only through Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, in the coming Sundays of Lent, on the third, fourth, and fifth Sundays of Lent, we are going to hear three important passages from this Gospel of John. The first will be the passage of the meeting of Jesus and the Samaritan woman. The second is the encounter of Jesus with the man born blind in the healing of his blindness. And the third is the dramatic episode of the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Now, these three passages from the Gospel of of John became traditional in the observance of Lent because they were three Gospel passages which taught the catechumens the meaning of of the encounter with Jesus Christ, of his way, his truth, and his life. And in fact, with the meeting of the Samaritan woman, Jesus reveals that way, that new way. And the man born blind, his eyes are open so that he might see the truth, which is not simply a set of propositions, but the person of Jesus Christ himself. And the raising of Lazarus, the triumph of life over death. Now, remembering the, this great power of, of Lent and how that saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life becomes the template for our observances, there is, I think, a clear understanding of what is the way of Lent. What is the journey that we take when we celebrate our annual retreat called Lent? It first is a greater attention paid to that internal desire we have for what is good and what is true and what is glorious and powerful and beautiful. And we want to concentrate more on both the need to avoid sin, to which we are called by the first Sunday of Lent, and the realization of the power of our destiny in the transfiguration. And attending to this deep desire and coming to realize that only in Jesus Christ can that desire be satisfied, we learn how to listen to Christ in order to discern his voice and to follow it. More careful attention to sacred scripture as it is proclaimed to us. A custody of our ears and eyes that we can focus on Christ without those extractions that our hectic world can give us. But in opening our eyes and ears, we also have to clear our minds. Do we know the path? Do we know what is true and what is good? Do we know what we need to do? And in clearing our minds and in discovering the way and the truth and the life of Christ, we commit ourselves to orienting 
our everyday lives in sometimes very small but powerful ways to the life that is promised by Christ. For even in our fasting and the chastisement of our bodies, we realize that this is but a preparation for that eternal life, that eternal glory, and profound peace and joy of resting always in Christ. <laughs> 